Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we honor you. We thank you for bringing us into fellowship with one another today. May your name be praised as we feast on your word. In Jesus' mighty name, say a big amen. amen. What a joy. What a joy. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. Scripture said, Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Praise the Lord. Please take your seat. We are considering the topic this morning, the wonders of remembrance, part six. And as we have learned over the time, the Bible has certain conversations that happens around the issue of remembrance. And in one of those conversations, we have learned that remembrance in the Bible means God being mindful of us. One of the things that remembrance connotes for our study this morning is respect or recognition. What does it connote? Respect or recognition. So, as against the popular argument that God doesn't have memory loss, so there is no need for remembrance, the Bible clearly shows us in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7, that the author is saying, remember them which have the rule over you. And that word, remember there, simply means place value on them. Recognize them. Respect the pastors who have rule over you. The leaders who have rule over you. The people that God has set in place to be rulers. Both in spiritual realm and in political realm. Praise the Lord. Remember them. Recognize them. Respect them. So here we see that remembrance connotes respect and recognition. It says that in that scripture, follow, follow their faith. Whose faith? Follow. Those who share the word with you. Remember them. So God wants you to recognize leaders. That's why when you fight against any kind of leadership, God is not happy about you rebelling. Rebellion is, is something that God has because God wants leaders to be respected and recognized. Are we on the same page? So, in 1 Corinthians, also chapter 11, verse 2, 
First Corinthians chapter 11. Let's do one and two. One and two. So we can tie it together. In verse one, it said, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Verse two. Now I praise you, brethren, that ye remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I deliver them to you. I praise you. Brethren, that ye remember me, because you remember, remember me always in all things. Recognize. Recognize me. Respect the ordinances that I have handed over to you. That's why Paul was saying that if an angel comes to preach another gospel unto them, they should respect what God gave to them through him. That if an angel comes to preach another gospel, they should reject that one. And stone that angel. But they should recognize and respect. The ordinances that he has given unto them. He has delivered unto them from the spirit of the Lord. Why? Because he is following Christ. So a man that is following Christ and his leadership. Needs to be recognized. Needs to be respected. Needs to be valued. Needs to be honored. Are you here at all? So Paul is saying that he's just praising this church because he can trust that they will not trivialize. They will not show contempt. They will not dishonor. The, the kindness God has shown them by releasing the gospel to them and that they will recognize. They will recognize him. You know, to recognize a person, you, one of the things we know you do is that you recognize their sayings. You know, when you don't place value on a person, what they say doesn't matter to you. If someone says you don't respect me, sometimes the definition is in the fact that they believe that their words don't hold value in your eyes. True or false? So here, remembrance connotes respect and recognition. In application... What I want to say is that because the position of the Bible when it comes to remembrance connotes respect and recognition, from God's perspective, I know that God has value for every soul because Jesus died for everyone. That value is the same for everyone. Praise the Lord. It's the same for everyone. But God does not respect us equally. Value is the same. Respect level, different. That is why your arrangement with God is important. Your personal relationship with God is important. Praise the Lord. But in, in a covenant situation, God recognizes, remembers his children. And we have learned about things that God will not forget. The enemy. We have learned that God will not forget the congregation of the poor. He will not forget his children. He will not forget your labor of love. And he will not forget his covenant. And so... God remembered, God recognizes. When you say God remember me, he says, recognize me in this matter. Just, just let my life 
come up before you as one that you respect. Like the children of Israel, they cried unto God. And the Bible said, God had respect unto their cry. Praise the Lord. So when he said God has remembered someone, <laughs> it's a way that God has respect for a person's offering. The Bible says that Abel went to offer, Cain went to offer, but God did not respect the offering of Cain. So it is not every offering that is respected or remembered with a positive um, energy. Some offerings are not respected. Some offerings are not recognized. Are you here? Yeah. A woman came to give an offering. Many people gave offering. And Jesus just recognized the offering of one woman. It was a mind. He said that many have given. And they were in the church. They have given out of their abundance. And maybe out of their surplus. Conveniently. But this woman, even though she is giving a mite, I have respect for this one. Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah. So the levels, the levels of this, you see that, and that person whom the Lord Jesus had respect for was selected or chosen out of the lot. And she was used for an illustration. So when we say God should remember us, just saying that like the woman who gave the widow's might. You should be, your, your, your life should, uh, you know, garner this kind of respect and recognition in heaven. There are some people, like Elijah, he stood and said, uh, let the heavens be shut. And God had respect. God just remembered him. Are you here? And many people were also praying that God, let the heavens open. Oh, there is famine, there is drought on the land. God never had respect for their voice. But when Elijah popped up and said that, Father, that they may know that you sent me, let the fire fall and let the heavens open. Immediately, God remembered Elijah. Are you here? I'm praying that before the end of the year, when you lift up your voice, God will remember you. God will recognize your voice. You see that? The same thing we are asking for. One person will ask, God will recognize their voice. Another person will ask, I don't know what's happening. Maybe your voice is echoing in the corridors. But I'm praying that God will remember you. Oh, come on. I said, God will remember you. That amen is not a morning amen. It's too powerful. So, when God remembers a person, one of the things that God really sticks to in terms of remembrance is the covenant. And so, once God now remembers his covenant and ties it to remembering you, you are going to have some benefit. The last time when I shared, I said that the covenant will produce an abiding presence and help of God in your life. In this service, the covenant will make you enjoy the original benefits. It will make you enjoy what? There are benefits and there are benefits. Not every benefit is an original benefit. Some other people, they are benefit. It's a secondary benefit. It's a benefit. It's, it's, it's the, the kind of benefit you are enjoying. If it's original, you, you will see that, boy, there is the bread on the table and there's the crumbs under the table. They are all called benefit, but one is original. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm praying that you will enjoy an original benefit. In Luke chapter 1, verse 70 to 74, Luke chapter 1, verse 70 to 74. 
When God remembers the covenant, he says that as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. You see that? Remembering the holy covenant, God performs the mercy, the original mercy, promised to our fathers. And he's saying that that one is what we are going to enjoy when God remembers his holy covenant with us. Are you here at all? So the same mercy he showed Abraham, same mercy he showed Isaac, he showed Jacob the original thought and plan when he, what, what he had when he was speaking to Abraham and giving them the promise that, look, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you the land. I'm going to make your descendants become this. You are going to have a great name. You will know that I, God, have blessed you. That is the original blessing. Praise the Lord. And he says that when you position yourself in a covenant position, and God remembers you, recognizes you. He now begins to respect you to that point where he wants you to enter into the original blessing that the covenant has to offer. Are you with me here? The, someone say the original blessing. Say I'm going to enjoy the original blessing. Did we finish the scripture? Can we see the scripture? No, yeah. It says that the oath which he swore to our father Abraham. Have you seen that we are in the original? That he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. He will grant unto us. Now, one of the things God will grant unto us is that we'll be delivered from the hands of our enemies. Amen. And that we will be having the opportunity to serve him without fear. Serve him and you will not be afraid whether you will marry or you will not marry. You will not be afraid whether you have a child or you will not have a child. You will serve him and you will not be afraid whether the sickness will kill you or not kill you. You, you will serve him and you will not be afraid of what man can do to you. Is God talking to somebody? You, whatever he promised him, he said he would deliver you from the enemy. Why? Because when God remembers the covenant, it makes him to give to people what the covenant originally meant to give to people. So if the covenant says none shall be barren, get ready to receive fruitfulness. Amen. If it says that you will not die, you will live to declare. If the covenant says that the sicknesses of Egypt will not come to you, believe it. Because it is not delivered based on your skin or the name that your father gave you or the, the house you come from. These deliveries, they are based on the covenant that is there. And the original covenant says that none, no sickness shall remain in your water. I would take sickness out of your water. I would take poison out of your bread. I will not allow the serpent to bite you for you to die. Praise the Lord. Tell somebody the covenant is working for me. Say God is remembering me. And because of that, I'm going to enjoy the original blessing. Deliverance from the enemy. I will serve the Lord in boldness because I will have no fear of anything. The oath that he gave to Abraham, tell somebody, the oath that he gave to Abraham. I have the same promise. I'm going to have lands. 
I'm going to have honey out of the land. I'm going to have milk out of the land. I said, you will not marry a man and a woman and you will have bones. Honey will come out of that place. Milk will come out of that place. Some people, when they marry now, the person's life just capitulates. It just, just collapses. It's like you married into trouble. God forbid. He says that the land you are entering into, milk and honey will come out of that land. The marriage you are entering, it doesn't matter how cursed that family is. You are entering there with a covenant. And the covenant is going to change the dynamics there for you. Why? Because God has decided to show respect to your life. By remembering you. Praise the Lord. Tell someone, don't be afraid of anything that the devil is promising. Because the promises of God in Christ, they are yea and amen. And tell them, say, the Bible says we have better covenant with better promises. And I am having the original blessing. That means that you see, it is the original blessing that makes the Bible position itself to say that you will lend a noboru. Originally, you are supposed to be lending. No borrowing. Originally, you are the head and never to be the tail. Originally. Are you here? Originally. That's the covenant speaking. Your basket will be full. Originally, you'll be blessed in the city and in the field. Original. Original. So, you are not going to go in for Akufuado's economic policy. That's not original. That's not, that's not that this environment that has been created by the global pandemic and it has dovetailed into all manner of problems and some government are struggling, some are facing censure committee and all those things. Originally, their decision is not what will determine your livelihood. There is an original blessing for you. Praise the Lord. It's an original environment created to bless you. And God is going to originally release unto you. Whether they fail or they don't fail, there is an original blessing that says you'll be the head. And he didn't say you'll be the head of your family in the village. You'll be a global head. That means that you'll be head not only in Ghana, Africa, you'll be a head and head everywhere. That amen is not born again at all. Some people think local. It didn't say you'll be able to see a penny. <laughs> it said, I will establish the mountain and I will establish you on top of the mountain. You'll be the head. Come on now. Say, I'll be the head. He said, Your gates shall widely open. Carnava sosole cladiva. Give me Isaiah chapter 60, verse 11. Isaiah 60, 11. I'll just, my God. He says, that, Therefore, thy gates shall be opened continually. It's your original blessing. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Say, My original blessing says that my gates shall be opened continually. Is it for thieves to come in? 
Why is the gate open continually? They shall not be shut day or night that men may bring unto thee the forces of gentle. Give me a better translation, because some people don't understand force. That I like this one. And your gate shall be open continually. They shall not be shut day or night. That men may bring to you the wealth of the nations. You should be excited about this original blessing. And they are kings led in procession. They become your voluntary captives. That's you are not compelling anybody. People are happy to come and you know, lay things on your table like Queen of Sheba did with Solomon. Are you here at all? Voluntary captives. They come and say, we want to serve you. We want to serve your agenda. Not compelling, not involuntary. Nobody is pushing anybody. Nobody is begging anybody. They come and say, I'm happy to be around you. I'm happy to serve your purpose. I'm happy to serve your agenda. Original blessing. Your gates shall be open continually. They will not be shut day or night. That men will bring the wealth of the nations. If you are here and your mind is not accepting the wealth of the nations, you are just cheating yourself from the original blessing. This is what we know that no church can be built by their offerings. During the COVID, we bought a land, $500,000. This church, we have spent all our money feeding people in the community. And when the land popped up, we bought it $500,000. Did I come to raise funds from you? No. Original blessings. There's no property this church has bought by us raising funds. Not yet. Maybe in the future. But not yet. And some of the properties are around us and you don't even know they are for us. Because there was no announcement. We are going to buy everybody, everybody. Then, by the time you know, some people have run out of the church. But that time will come when we are having a project and we need everybody to sow into it. That time, but I'm just saying that the original blessing is the reason why we have been able to do things that he that to people struggle to do. Because we are, are believed, we have believed that our gates are open continually day and night. And every now and then, God is pouring in wealth unto us from the nations of the world. Are you here at all? Say resources are coming to me. Partners are coming to me. Helpers are coming to me from the nations of the world. That's an original blessing. It's an original blessing. I told you, if you are here in this church and no one gives you gift, no one, they don't dash you things. They don't look at you and say, oh, take this. There's something wrong. There's what? Something wrong. Man, there's something wrong. Look at someone and say, man, there's something wrong in your life. <laughs> it's a serious matter. Are you cursed? 
Are you a patch land? <laughs> Are you a desolate land? Are you a salty land? In your house, what are you? Unchabe. Hey. You are going to receive packages that you don't have any idea about. Why? Because God is remembering you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let that amen be stronger than ever before. But what am I saying? If you are here and you have not received a gift or you don't constantly receive gift, there's something wrong. To pray to God that God remember me. Praise the Lord. Yeah. The Bible says freely receive. Why are you struggling to receive? And when God remembers a person, he makes the person to freely receive. Praise the Lord. Freely receive marriage. Freely receive children. Freely receive good health. Freely receive good job. Freely receive visa. Oh. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Visa has been dealing with people since. But from today, freely receive. Freely. Freely receive. Nice, pa. Freely receive. Recently, I had, about two weeks ago, I had some visit in my office. The white man who invited me to England, the wife whom I knew, and by virtue of that, knew the white man, and then the, the person who was working in the consulate who also knew them, they were all together in my office about two weeks ago, you know, and we sat and took a picture. I said, these are my international destiny helpers. Yeah, bouncing me until God just brought those people into my, my life. The woman who issued the visa to my passport, that disgraced passport. <laughs> All of them, they came to visit me. She was dancing and very happy to see me. She's not seen me for a while. As, as we sat there, I said, I knew this lady then I, based on that, I came to know this white man. Then they already know the other lady. And then through them, I came to know the lady. And the lady said, make that application. Everybody to me. Hey. Freely we have received. <laughs> I'm not talking about Togo Embassy. I'm talking about Global North. It's not Togo Embassy. It's not Africa. It's not a visa upon entry. No, this one, entry clearance officer must clear you before you pack your bag that you are going to the airport. Freely receive. When God remembers you, freely you receive. That's why having a, a covenant arrangement with God is important because God does not remember foolish people. He doesn't remember nominal people, passive people, people whose hearts are not fired for him. God, does, God remembers passionate people. Look at Elijah. He told them, all of you witches and wizards here, gather together. I am standing alone for God. That's somebody who is ready by covenant to say, I'm standing for God. Let all the bad prophet come. That's the kind of a person when he also stands there and says, God, open the heavens, let the rain fall. God is happy to recognize his voice. 
In your office, they are making an argument. Titus in the Bible, Titus not in the Bible. Where is your stand? Bible says God is not respecter of persons. He's respecter of your arrangement. Respecter of the, his principles that you respect. What is your covenant arrangement? God has given you a job. And maybe for a long time, you don't honor him. But you say, you give me the tithe, you honor me. Maybe you didn't know. Maybe you are backslided in giving the tithe. But today, just know that you will get to a certain level. God will not look at your face. He told Cain, he says that if you do what is right, if you do what is right, this thing, he said, would you not be accepted? You just To be accepted into favor, into marriage, into prosperity. It's not normal. There's nobody who has prospered and is normal. They have an arrangement with God or the devil. Yes, that arrangement with God or what? Talk to me. That's why people go to the shrine. It's a strong arrangement. When you are dealing with them, look, when they sell to you and they say pay them, you are not paying them, blah, blah, blah. They themselves, they redraw and they ask the idol to come and dani you they are not joking. Some people will tell you, you can never eat my money. You will use it to, to, to pacify your health. Because they know that they have an arrangement with a spirit that is a facility collector. And by the time you know, you say one thing, you say one lungs, I say Buddha in Suakujinim. And, and all of that because you have chopped money that belongs to one spirit and the spirit no agree. Are you here at all? Ask somebody, what's your covenant arrangement with God? Because God remembers covenant. God remembers covenant. God remembers covenant. If God wants to prosper you right now, what is your covenant arrangement? And when you have a covenant arrangement, people will think you are foolish. Let me tell you, you need to live beyond I'm a good person. Because real bad things Happen to good people. Your security is spiritual. Satan told God, this Job, eh, I cannot touch him because you have set a hedge of protection around him. That Job's protection was not as a result of the fact that he was rich or he was a good man or he was whatever. It was because he had an arrangement with God. And based on that arrangement, Satan could see that God had actively put a hedge around him and his business. It is when God told Satan, okay, maybe you don't bring me. That's why he entered into his business, entered into his children, blah, 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 blah. By your covenant arrangement, hey, see that you are, you are hedged against depreciation. Hedged against inflation. Hedged against unemployment. Hedged against whatever. Covenant arrangement. And when the environment is polluted and adversarial to prosperity, that is when you need to increase your covenant pathways. That's when you need to what? Yes, now. So that's, that's when you need to just go back to the original. And say, hey, this is it. I've passed Akufado level. I've passed Mahama level. Now, it is only God who can help me. Praise the Lord. Come on now. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, in this environment, some people are still prospering. Ordinary people don't prosper. Ordinary people complain. The ones who are prospering, something is holding them. And I know that anytime there's adversity like this, it's just skewed to some few people prospering. 
And you think everybody prospering is a thief. People are not. Not everybody is a thief, man. <laughs> but people have special arrangements. People have what? Talk to me now. Don't, don't sleep on me. People have what? Special arrangement with God or the devil. You need to have one. You need to have one. Because if you're a good man, you can love a wicked woman. If you're a good woman, you can love an evil man. And you know, sometimes evil comes packaged in goodness. Yes. And you may be confused. It's a sexual disaster. If you have not read that book, read it before you marry. If you are married to, read it. I remember one guy, he's uh, a lecturer. He's my mate, you know, in, in the small, small study we are trying to do somewhere like that. And I gave every one of them, we are 11 in the class, I gave every one of them a complimentary copy of the sexual disaster book. He read it. We came to school two days after. He said, I'm not reading the book again. Our classmate, our class captain is, a, is an elderly woman. He said, why are you not going to read that book? I've read that book. He said, he said no, no, no. The book is changing me too much. He said, as I'm reading the book, the book is changing me. It's changing me. No, 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 no. I, I can't read that book again. The lady said, you will read it. <laughs> Sexual disaster. Some people don't want to know. So that they will continue to be destroyed. He said, the book, is, no, 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 no. the book is changing me too much. The book is changing me. You must read it. Everybody here must read it. What happens to you when you sleep with someone? That is illegitimate in your life. You should read it. I want us to get to that place where your covenant arrangement for first fruit, covenant arrangement for tithe, covenant arrangement for like how you live your life for God, your purity, holiness, service to God is uncompromised. You are at a point where you know that the heaven can come crashing. God will have respect for your life. And your matter will be different because you have stricken a particular covenant cord with God. It's not a matter of my mother is praying for me. My pastor is praying for me. So, so, and so is praying for me. On your own account with God at this level, you should be able to say that like Hezekiah, prophet, have you finished saying what you want to say? Thank you. Then he turns and faces God. He said, God, did you say I'm going to die? God said, eh, prepare your house and die. He said, no. I can't die. In fact, I'm not even ready to die. The FIFA World Cup is coming. I want to watch some. He said, hey, Hezekiah, what is giving you this boldness to talk? He said, God, wait. When I came on the throne as a young man, you didn't have a priest. Nobody was worshipping you here. All the priests had gone to the bush. The people were worshipping idols. The temples have been shut. The, the, the gadget, the, the treasure in it, they had been taken away and replaced with some fake ones. I opened the temples. Brought the priest back. Made them stop farming. Gave them their salary structure. Cleaned the temple. Replaced all the treasures there. Your worship returned back here. Did you say I'm going to die? Did you say it or it's, it's a slip of tongue? God said, sorry, 15 more years. On the grounds of covenant, he secured 15 more years. Don't let anybody lie to you to eat your title. 
you are just eating your life. Because there's a time when the devourer comes. No matter who you are. Jesus says something. He says that the prince of this world came to me. Jesus himself. But he could not overcome me because he found nothing of his. Now, some people are telling you things that will ruin you than bless you. I'm telling you, what, what, what evil do you commit for giving your life to God? For giving your treasure to God? Like, what disadvantage do you have? Even if it's a mistake, is it not a good mistake? It's a very good mistake. Like, you gave money to your wife. It's a good mistake now. Than packaging something for your side chick. Which you shouldn't have in the first place. Then some people will be clapping for you. Charlie, when you have light soup, you must have granola soup. Masa, uh, look at my face very well. Let me address you. Masa, we say year off. And I see the glory of God coming upon your life. Amen. I see God remembering you in Jesus' name. <laughs> I see a covenant arrangement. And you need to be, see, when it comes to covenant arrangement, you need to be rigid. You need to be what? Rigid. You don't need a liberal mind. You don't need. You don't need to be opinionated. You don't, you know, the people in your office who are in the lodge, the people in your office who attend to some cult, who attend to some shrines, you, you, they don't even tell you about their shrine for you to convince them out of their shrine. They don't, they don't have the time. You are there now, they have gone and come. And the promotion will be there for them. And they will be happy to insult a pastor. But when you go and mention their fetish priest, they will say, leave, leave it. <laughs> when it comes to covenant, you must be rigid. You must be what? Yeah. Paul said, I'm convinced. I know whom I have believed. You have to be convinced about your Lord Jesus Christ. You have to be convinced. You have to be rigid about, this is it. This is how God decided to bless me. You will not convince me to want, uh, walk away from it. You won't. And I'm telling you, it works so. Why does it work? Because God always remembers covenant. It's a covenant keeping God. Anybody telling you that you can do anyhow, anyhow, and God is happy, is a liar. Even you, the people you are in relationship with, and the spirit of God is in you. As Christian as you are, you are still not happy when people that do anyhow, anyhow. Two of us. Is it a monkey spirit in you? Is it not a spirit of God in you? Yes. If you want to know how God sometimes will react to an issue, look at sometimes how in your best godly state you will react to an issue. The Bible talks about the fact that grieve not the spirit. If the grieving not the spirit is a reality because God, and how do we even know that? Because the spirit of God in us 
also shows us that you yourself, you can also be grieved when some things do happen. Is that also? Yeah. And you say, dear God, dear, no matter what we do, no, he is fine. He is not fine. He killed his, many of his children, he killed them. If you read Genesis chapter 6, the Bible says he repented God. Yeah. But God loves people who love him. And when you stand for him, eh, God will now stand for you. And at the time when he's standing for you, everyone will be thinking you are going down. He said, they are joking. I'm standing for this one. When you see a man that God is standing for, it will be very clear. Very clear. Very clear. Very clear in your life. That this man, God is helping him. Praise the Lord. I'm praying that this November, December, you will not go empty-handed in Jesus' name. If that amen is louder, that's your portion. Can you give the Lord a big clap of praise? See an original blessing coming to you. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.